Welcome to The Good Good Life with Jan Jones. Together, we will journey through self-discovery and fulfillment in life. Here's your host, Jan Jones. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Good Good Life. I am so honored to be your host. My name is Jan Jones, and I am excited. Of course, y'all hear me say that every week, but I truly, genuinely am excited to be with you all, and I am so grateful that you join me and you listen in to my shows. It really does mean the world to me because you matter to me. Um, you know, I was thinking about this show and the channel that we are on on Voice America. It is called the Empowerment Channel. And we are on this channel for a reason, right? We are really growing and learning together. And we are not going to live our life by default. We are trying to live our life by design, right? We're hanging on to our own joy. We want to leave a mark of love wherever we go. And I am so glad that you're on this journey with me and I am on this journey with you. So I know it's kind of a crazy week every week. So I want everybody to just take a deep breath, breathe out, and think for just a minute before we get into the topic today. I want you to think for just a minute about one thing you are grateful for, because I want you to start this show off with a big smile on your face. What is something you're grateful for? Something good that happened this week? Maybe a person that helped you this week or something silly and fun that you got to do? Maybe it's a pet that you're grateful for. Just anything, anything you're grateful for, I want you to think about it right now. And I want you to say, you know what? That was a really great thing or person that came into my life this week, and it makes me smile. So with that in the back of your mind, I want to know, are you awake, alert, alive, enthusiastic? Because we are diving in to talk about oceanography. (laughs) Did I throw you for a loop there? I hope I did. I wanted to get your attention. What? Oceanography? Wait a minute, Jan. It said that this show was going to be about trust, and it is going to be about trust, but I want to paint a little picture for you about trust and where it lies within us and our relationships. So to do that, I want to tap into some scientific facts about the ocean. So listen in. I didn't know this automatically. I had to uh, learn this myself. But I want you to think about ocean currents. They are one of the most powerful and influential components on climate. And I don't know if you knew that, but I found that very interesting. There are actually two types of ocean currents. Number one, there are surface currents. This is what we can see, right? They only make up, though, about 10% of the ocean currents on our planet. So those surface currents that we see, those aren't the main uh, biggest portion of ocean currents. It's actually ocean current number two, which are called deep water currents. This is what makes up the other 90% of currents. It's driven by gravity and it's very different from surface currents in scale, energy, and speed. These deep water currents can determine climate on entire continents. Yeah, let that wash over you, no pun intended, for just a moment. So we've got 
surface currents, which really only makes up 10% of ocean currents. And then we've got the deep water currents that are just massive in scale, energy, and speed. And that's 90% of the ocean currents. Now, they're so powerful. The reason that I want you to think about this, because these deep water currents, while they are typically unseen, they have bigger power and bigger influence on everything that happens on the surface. So I want you to think about your friends, your family, your work team, the company you may work for. Most of what you manage is what you can see. But the cultural undercurrent of trust in all of these types of relationships and situations, these are deep water currents. They're really difficult to see, yet they have so much powerful impact on what's happening in those relationships. Trust is the deep water current inside of every relationship, and it impacts every communication, every interaction, every project, and so on and so on. So this is why I wanted to give you a little a little background on ocean currents because trust is the powerful undercurrent that impacts everything on the surface. It is something we all need in order to move a relationship forward. It is what we need in order to have productive teams. It is what we need to be creatively collaborative. However, trust is really difficult to build and it can be even more difficult to maintain. Now, if you think about trust, there are really two approaches to trust. And I want you to think about which approach really applies to you. First of all, there are people that really openly trust. They automatically offer their trust until something happens and you prove to them that they cannot trust you. Now, that second approach are the people that are a little more skeptical, right? They don't trust until you prove you can be trusted. So it's interesting when we think about that. And trust runs deep. I just talked about those ocean currents and the power of the undercurrent. And that's really where trust lies. And it really does run deep, just like those deep water currents. And it impacts everything about our relationships. So as I move forward, and before I give you some ways that you can uh, intentionally work on building your trust, right? You know, I like to give you some practical tips in every show, but I've got some more questions for you. The first one is, who do you trust? Think about it. Now, there are many industries in the world where trust is a little more automatic. And what I mean by that is we don't really question whether someone is going to do and follow through and practice what we know that they can do and follow through and practice. And some examples I was thinking of in these industries are healthcare. I mean, there, there's, a, there's a high level of trust with our doctors and our nurses and our techs and all of those people. Um, pilots of airlines and airplanes, right? I mean, we trust that they are going to get us safely to our destination. I even thought about like a hairstylist. I mean, they're about to put some scissors to your scalp. I mean, you got to trust these people to do that. Um, you know, Uber drivers, this is like an industry where I think, you know, we jump in these cars and 
uh, and we we trust that they're going to get us to where we want to go. And people that own Airbnbs, this is like a big industry now, and people really trust that they're going to go and stay at their place that they've rented, and it's going to be nice, and they're going to be safe. So, you know, think about these industries where we do tend to have a higher level of trust. But I want you to think about in your personal life, who do you trust? For example, and I want you to really think of names of people as I give you a couple of specific questions. Who do you trust to keep your kids or your pets? And sometimes your pets are your kids, right? Um, Who would you trust to keep your kids or your pets? How do you answer that? Who would you trust with your financial banking information, like your your personal identification number, your login information to your account, who would you trust with that information? Who would trust you? I flipped the question. And I wonder... For those couple of questions that I asked you, did you put the same person? Do you trust the same person with your children and our pets that you do with like your banking login information? It's really interesting when we think about the people that we believe truly have our best interest at heart. And what we're going to learn today and hope you walk away with is trust is really not just a feeling, but it is action. Trust is confidence born of the character and the competence of a person. So we got to have confidence in these people. The opposite of trust is suspicion. Yeah, you know, we get very suspicious. Are you a suspicious person? Are people perhaps suspicious of you and what your intentions are and whether or not they can believe what you say? Um, I read something once, and it's just so true. When you think about this word suspicion and being suspicious, and oftentimes we think, Separate is suspicious, but together is delicious. And I want you to think about that for a moment because a broken off branch from a tree, if it is broken off, if it is cut off, if it falls off, that branch withers. But together, and this is what I mean by together is delicious, separate is suspicious, together is delicious, because we need to be a part of the tree and not by ourselves. And we need to create cultures and relationships where that deep water current of trust is seen on the surface. Now, I am full of questions today. I've got another one for you. When is it hard to keep your faith? Because when I think of that word trust, I also think of the word faith. You have faith in people, right? Do you have faith in yourself? Our faith in God. But when is it hard to keep this faith. It's when the stakes are really high. That makes it even more difficult. And if we are feeling vulnerable, if there is some big project on the line, if we are in a very difficult situation and There might be some integrity lines that are blurred. When is it hard to keep our faith in people, in ourselves, and in God? 
you know, have you ever questioned what is going on in my life? I mean, God, are you hearing me when I cry out? I mean, I think we can all relate to times like that where we just don't understand. And that blind faith, that blind trust, it is hard to hold on to. Our life's journey here on earth really is to learn to love God and show that love to other people. And this happens through our faith and trust in Him, even when, maybe especially when it's hard. People are watching our reactions to these hard situations, but people are also walking them with us. And we are walking them with other people to try to make sure people know they can have faith in us and we can help lift their faith in their situation. Hebrews 11.1 says, Now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. Doesn't that sound like those deep water currents underneath the surface of the ocean that are so powerful? This is where trust and faith is. Proverbs 3, 5 through 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your paths straight. This is not easy. Trust is such a difficult topic and it is a difficult thing because it makes us vulnerable. And it goes back to Hebrews 11.1. It's that assurance about what we do not see. We like to see things. We like to touch them. We like to be able to measure them. And trust is really hard to measure. Faith is where we give our love back to God. And isn't that giving love to people as well when we put trust and faith in them, when we extend that trust? I always find it very interesting that we so often And look, I am including myself in all of this. We so often expect others to deliver for us. But today, we're on a self-awareness, self-reflection journey. And this is what makes our life so wonderful. And we get to enjoy this good, good life because we know ourselves more. We understand ourselves on a deeper level when we can be really honest. So when we are looking and we are expecting so much from other people, we want them to deliver for us. Are we delivering for them? I don't know. This is something for you to really contemplate. I'm going to give you Look, I told y'all I'm so full of questions today, but I am going to provide some answers at the end. So don't, don't, uh, don't get discouraged, but I want you to really take this time. I mean, you're listening now because you want to enjoy this good, good life. You want to feel empowered. You want to have positive relationships you want to be productive and contribute, right? I mean, that's that's what I want. And I feel like that's what you want too. So I'm going to give you some statements, some things to contemplate. It's kind of like a little self-assessment. And I want you to really be honest with yourself because it's just you right now. You in your heart and in your mind. As I say these things, I want you to think, have you done any of these things in the past month? All right. So here we go. I said things behind someone's back that I wouldn't say to their face. 
I vented about a colleague to another work friend. I joined in on gossip about a good friend of mine. I withheld information because it would have made me look bad. Remember, I want you to think, have you done any of these in the past month? I pretended to have more respect for someone than I actually do. I ignored or avoided someone because there really wasn't anything in it for me to interact with them. Rather than ask for clarification, I just guessed and hoped that my approach would be good enough. Someone failed to meet my expectations and I just let it slide rather than bringing it up with them. While someone was talking to me, I was multitasking or thinking about something else. I'm going to pause on that one. This is one of the number one reasons that people stop trusting you when you are multitasking right in front of them. Let's just think about that. Have you done that in the last month? I've got a couple more. I told someone I understood what they said, even though I really didn't. I told someone I could do something and I didn't do it. I promised something that I knew I probably could not deliver on. Here's the last one. I checked up on someone to see if they were doing what they said they would do. That, my friends, might be called a little micromanaging, right? All right, so that was my last one. I want you to think about all of those behaviors, and that's just a short list Think about those behaviors that I just asked you to consider. Have you done one or more of them in the last month? And the reason I wanted you to think about that is these are trust eroding behaviors. They will break trust with other people. So I want you to remember what I said. Trust is not just a feeling. It is also action. The depth of any relationship depends on the level of trust in that relationship. So as you are letting all of this wash over you like an ocean current. Maybe some of you are actually listening as you're sitting on the beach. It is kind of a vacation time of year. But anyway, um, I want you to think about all of your behaviors, all of the things that we've shared so far as we go to a short break. But I do not want you to go anywhere because when we come back, I am going to actually give you some ways that you can earn trust. We always think that other people need to earn our trust of them. But what are we doing to earn their trust? And I'm going to offer some ways that you can do that. So don't go anywhere. We will be right back on The Good Good Life. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Are you ready to ignite your passion and purpose for life? Make sure you join Jan Jones each week for the Good Good Life podcast. Each week, Jan will share her expertise and insights into personal development as well as spiritual growth discoveries. From the challenges in the valleys to the victories on the mountaintops, 
Jan has persevered through all of them with unwavering faith and joy. Life is full of possibilities, and Jan wants to walk with you as you discover those possibilities and unleash your full potential. Rekindle the spark inside of you and rejoice in the good, good life with Jan Jones, where we will all love living and live loving. Become a member of voiceamerica.com. It's easy and best of all, it's free. Start out by going to our homepage or any of our channels and click register at the top. Once you've created an account and signed in, you can create your own custom library, opt into our newsletter, search by show, host, guest, or topic of interest, or browse millions of hours of content across all of our Voice America radio channels. Membership gets you more. Visit voiceamerica.com today to get started and tailor the listening experience to your taste. You need to live up to your full potential. You've heard that for years, but now there's a channel to help you get there. Introducing the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Our listeners have told us that they want to be motivated, hear about success stories, and positive encouragement around the clock. And we've responded to you. The Voice America Empowerment Channel is the home of the world's top life coaches, entrepreneurs, and success experts. Listen to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's here at voiceamericaempowerment.com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Welcome back to The Good, Good Life with Jan Jones. If you have a question or want to share your story with Jan or her guests, feel free to join us on the show at 888-346-9141. That's 888-346-9141. Now back to the show with Jan. Welcome back, everyone. We are talking about trust, the undercurrent that really impacts everything on the surface. So I gave you all a lot to think about as far as where you are in your demonstration of trust. Can people really trust you? So I want to offer up some ways that you can actually earn trust. Now, I will say this. Some of this may seem like common sense, but it is not always common practice. And doing what I do for a living, being a consultant for professional and leadership development and one-on-one coaching, I have got a lot of certifications, some of which are with Franklin Covey. So I want to tell you about a couple of books that um, I pulled some of this information from, some articles, and they're really wonderful books if you're interested in going out there and buying them and reading more. But one is called The Speed of Trust, and the other one is called Trust and Inspire. And these are two separate books, but they are both written by Stephen M. R. Covey. It's a great organization. I love partnering with them and being able to deliver some of their materials. But um, I want to offer some ways today. I just wanted to throw out some references there and, you know, some materials you may want to go purchase. But I want to give you 10 ways. All right. I know that's a long list, but I'm going to give you 10 ways that you can begin to earn trust. Now, uh, the number one way, and this might be the hardest thing to do, but it's the number one way that you can earn trust, and it is to demonstrate trust. In other words, you've got to extend it to others. Someone has to go first. You know, there's always someone that extends it and then people can either receive it or reject it, but you've got to demonstrate trust. Let people know that you trust them and it is risky. It makes you vulnerable. And listen, you may get hurt or disappointed. You need to go ahead and know that. But it doesn't stop you from continuing to demonstrate trust. I will tell you, 
I do not think that it is a coincidence that this word trust, which is all about relationships, has us in the middle of it. Think about it. Trust, you cannot spell it without us. So demonstrate trust first. Another way that you can earn trust is put others' interests before your own. Now, this is another thing that may not be automatic for you, but people really are much more likely to trust you when they believe that you care and that you have their best interest at heart. Some of the most powerful words that we can ask is, how can I help you? You know, I was thinking about scripture around this whole uh, concept and topic of trust. And when I say that a way we earn it is to put others' interests before our own, the, the scripture in Galatians 6, 2 came to mind about carrying one another's burdens. It is in the Bible that we are to do this, but how can we know what someone else's burdens are unless you know that person? So putting others' interests before your own really does require spending time with other people, getting to know them, what is important to them, what are challenges that they face. So think about how you can put others before yourself. Ask that question, how can I help you? Number three on the list is match your actions and your values. Y'all know what this means. You've got to walk the talk. It can't just be all lip service. If you claim that honesty is a really important value to you, yet you're always crossing that line, you're stretching the truth, or maybe you are lying, then you're not walking your talk. You've got to ask yourself the question, what do you stand for? So we don't want to create confusion by saying one thing and doing another. So match your actions and your values. Now, you may be sitting there thinking right now, I'm not really sure where I am with my values. What is most important to me? Well, I would encourage you. And you know what? Maybe we should definitely do a show around that. But just start thinking about what is really important to you and are the choices and the behaviors and the actions that you take, are they aligned with your values? All right. So that was number three. Number four, keep your promises, keep your word. You know, if you say you're going to do something, then you need to do it. You need to really keep confidential information just that. Keep it confidential. If you tell someone that they can confide in you, then don't go and share all of that information. Keeping your word is so important. If you make a promise and then a conflict arises, because look, it happens. We have to make choices sometimes from what we said we would do and something that may come up. But it really does boil down to keeping that trust and communicating to all parties involved. So you've got to ask yourself sometimes when you're faced with that hard decision of, what to do when you've got a conflict with your time and what your events are, what will you be glad you did 10 years from now? That's a really great question to ask. All right, number five, 
We need to share information. And I'm not talking about confidential information. I just said, number four, keep your word. You know, you need to keep secrets secret. But what I mean by sharing information is, you know, have transparency with information that you can share. Don't keep things from your spouse or your partner. Don't keep things from your colleagues that will help the team. Don't keep things from your healthcare providers. I mean, how many times are we a little embarrassed maybe to tell our doctors that we haven't been eating right or we haven't been exercising and we may stretch it a little and say, oh yeah, I'm, I'm walking more. I'm getting up more from my desk. Let's share information and be honest about it. All right. And that kind of goes along with number six here. I am moving right along in this list. Number six is a way that we can earn trust is to communicate candidly. In other words, we need to be straightforward. We need to be open and honest even about the bad stuff. Let's just speak respectfully in a direct way and not try to manipulate facts or give some sort of false impression about us or someone else. When we can communicate candidly, it really will build trust and it gives other people the confidence that you're not going to hold things back. You're not manipulating the information. You're not trying to take advantage of them. Because again, we're talking about this deep undercurrent of trust. If you're not open and honest, from number five of sharing information to number six, you know, openly communicating candidly, then they're going to create some scenario or some reason why you said or did something. All right, moving right along. Number seven, we need to provide feedback and we need to receive feedback. This can be difficult because we don't always hear what we want to hear. But when we are providing feedback, we really want to keep it objective and we want to keep it as, like, let me tell you this. I know I'm, I'm backing up a little bit about feedback. There's really two kinds of feedback. There is positive feedback like, great job, keep up the good work, thank you for going the extra mile, right? And then there's developmental feedback. This is not intended to tear anyone down and just tell them they did a terrible job. It is actually intended to help them grow and learn. But what we need in feedback is healthy conversation, not negative confrontation. Mm, yes. So this is a great way to earn trust in others, building them up with feedback, whether that is just some positive reinforcement feedback or, like I mentioned, that developmental feedback. Because, look, we like to know where we stand. I mean, you know how it is when you're wondering, well, did they see what I worked on or, you know, am, am I okay from that lab result? And we've come to a place where it's like, okay, I guess no news is good news, but then we can get a little shocked at something that comes our way that's negative like a few months later. So provide feedback along the way. And remember, the goal is healthy conversation, not negative confrontation. All right, moving right along are ways that we can earn trust. <laughs> this is another one. Whew, it can be hard to do. We need to admit and own 
our mistakes. Yeah, it's hard to admit when we're wrong, but I'm telling you, it is one of the greatest ways we can earn trust. Saying two sincere words can go so far with other people. Those words are, I'm sorry. It builds so much trustworthiness when we can own up to our mistakes. And, you know, we need to know that we don't have all the answers and we don't need to pretend that we have all the answers. So when we need help, let's not try to just figure it out. Remember one of the things I asked, have you done this in the last month? You know, you didn't ask questions, you didn't ask for clarification, and you just kind of hoped and guessed that what you were doing was right. Well, then you end up making a mistake and you might blame someone else. Well, you know, no one told me exactly the steps to take. Remember, trust is all about us. So we want to admit and own our mistakes. There is a great quote from D. Hawk. He was the founder and former CEO of Visa International. Here's the quote. You learn nothing from your successes except to think too much of yourself. It is from failure all growth comes, provided you can recognize it, admit it, learn from it, rise above it, and then try again. Do not let mistakes set you back so far that you don't even try again. I think of an acronym that I like to use for that word fail, and it's first attempt in learning. So we need to continue to rise above our mistakes, but we need to admit and own them. All right, here is number nine of ways that we can earn trust. Now, I, I want to pause here too and tell you that hopefully you will begin to practice all of these, but don't try to overwhelm yourself and think, oh, I've got I've to do all 10 of these like right away. You can pick and choose the areas that you really feel like, I want to work on this first. You know, I want to start trusting other people. The very first the very first way to earn trust is to demonstrate it, to extend it. You know, maybe that's where you want to start. Um, maybe just being straightforward, you know, talking candidly. That's an area you want to improve. So think about this list and, you know, start, start figuring out an area you can begin with. Here's number nine, be consistent. Look, <laughs> I don't know if you've ever been with people or worked with people or, you know, been in groups with people where you just wonder who is going to show up day to day. Is it going to be the nice version or kind of the mean snarly version of that person? So we want to be consistent with who we are and it ties perfectly with matching our actions and our values, right? We need to know who we are to be consistent who is it that we want others to know and to remember and to feel comfortable to come to? So be consistent is number nine. Number 10, where's my drum roll? I need some sound effects, right? I just make them myself. Um, here we go. Do y'all hear that? I'm drum rolling on my desk. All right. Number 10 is stay positive and be fair. We really need to learn to appreciate people for the talents that they have and not judge them on how well we like them. Think about it. I mean, being fair and really not showing biases and things like that. I mean, that could be another whole topic, right? Um, but we really need to appreciate others, see their value. Every single one of you. Every single person is valuable. You are all necessary. You are. And everyone has special gifts and talents that the world needs. So 
We need to zoom out sometimes with people to create that fairness. And this will actually earn trust from other people when we can have different opinions and different ideas, but we can have that really healthy dialogue around those opposing opinions. Do y'all remember Joseph Grinney, an amazing guest I had talking about communication and what really makes a conversation crucial? And one of those components is opposing opinions. Of course, there's strong emotions and there are high stakes, but We want to stay fair and we want to be positive. We want to be someone that does not park at our pain. We want to be someone that is seeking solutions and not staying confined in the problem. If we get so focused on all that is bad and negative, guess what we're doing? We are leaving no room for the good. So keep that in mind as you think about these 10 ways that we can earn trust. I'm going to go through them very, very quickly um, as we are coming close to the end of the show. Number one, demonstrate trust. Number two, put others' interests before your own. Number three, match your actions and values. In other words, walk the talk. Number four, keep your promises. Number five, share information. Six, communicate candidly. Seven, provide and receive feedback. Number eight, admit and own your mistakes. Number nine, be consistent. And number 10, stay positive and be fair. Ah, That's a lot. That is a lot to process, but I think that it is really important for us to think about ways that we can earn trust. Because like I said, we are so often like looking to others. Are they delivering for me? Are they doing what I want them to do? You know, what are they doing to prove that I can trust them? These are good questions to ask. We need to evaluate our relationships. But We cannot do that one-sided. We have got to look at ourselves. And that's what part of this good, good life is. It is about really understanding who we are, being strong in our identity in Christ, and really putting forth into the world our best self. Because there is just so much potential in all of us. And we can pull out new potential every single day. And this is just another amazing way to live a good, good life by earning trust from other people. So I want to share with you a line from one of my favorite songs. And the name of the song is called Hard Love. And it is by a group called Need to Breathe. And it's a duet that they did with Lauren Daigle. And this line just stands out to me in in so many facets of life, but especially when we're thinking about trust. Here's the line in the song. There's a reason that the road is long. It takes some time to make your courage strong. Think about that. I mean, sometimes we do feel like it's such a long road to the end goal that we have at the time or to making this relationship better or to getting that promotion that we want or raising our kids in a way that they are loving and kind and they have integrity and a good work ethic. That Those are, those are long roads, right? But there's so much joy and wonder along the way. But it takes that kind of time to invest and to make your courage strong. There's a reason that the road is long. It takes some time to make your courage strong. Extending trust, having faith, 
It takes guts and it takes strength and it takes the ability to bounce back if you get hurt. Extending trust is risky, but it is so worth it. High risk, high reward. If we put limits on how fast someone should give us trust, then we really are not there for them. I want you to keep walking this road that can feel so long because your courage and faith are getting strong. So everybody take a deep breath. We have talked about this trust now. And what I want you to consider is what are you going to do starting right now, today, after you finish listening to this podcast, which one or ones of those actions are you going to begin to take? Maybe go back and listen to the beginning and reflect on some of the behaviors that maybe you weren't even aware you were doing. And they're small little chips that you're chipping away at the trust that other people have in you. It's a great time to have some self-reflection and self-discovery to help you have better self management, and build the positive relationships that you want. So I want to say thank you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for joining me today on The Good, Good Life. I cannot wait to be with you again in our next show. But until then, I want you to love living and live loving. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of The Good Good Life with Jan Jones. We hope today was meaningful for your personal journey. We'll be back next week. Until then, continue to love living and live loving.